You're listening to the Revision Path Podcast, a weekly showcase of the world's black graphic designers, web designers, and web developers. Through in-depth interviews, you'll learn about their work, their goals, and what inspires them as creative individuals. Here's your host, Maurice Cherry. Welcome to another episode of the Revision Path Podcast. I'm Maurice Cherry, and I want to thank those of you who participated and helped spread the word about our Generate NYC giveaway with Net Magazine and Creative Blog. Joshua Miller and Sasha Shea Shaw were our lucky winners, and they will both receive a ticket to this great one-day web conference on June 20th in New York City. We may do more giveaways like this in the future, so just make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Facebook to get the latest news as it happens. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com and MailChimp. Audible, as you know, has over 150,000 plus audiobooks in their library. You can listen on any smartphone or tablet, and if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash revision path, you can get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. I'd recommend checking out The Entrepreneur Mind by Kevin D. Johnson. It's a great book. Uh, Again, head over to audibletrial.com forward slash revision path to get started. MailChimp is the fastest and easiest way to get started with email marketing for your business or organization. With their helpful research guides and extensive knowledge base of material, you've also got a lot at your disposal if you need any help. Visit MailChimp.com and sign up for a free account today. This week I talked with Nicole Norwood, a graphic designer and a photographer in Jackson, Mississippi. Here we go. Okay, so tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Nicole Norwood. I'm a graphic design artist and photographer. Design artist and photographer. How did you sort of get into both of those? I've been doing photography since I was about 13 or 14. My aunt, she was into photography and my parents divorced when I was age 13 and I needed an outlet and she saw it and she got me into photography. It sounds like you uh, were a pretty creative child then. I was. I sketched as a child. Both my brother and I, we are artists, and I sketched as a child, did sculptures, ironworking sculptures as well. So, wow. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. And that's... For the most part, I'm also an Army brat, so for a little while of my life, we've lived in like Guam and Germany and back to the States. Oh, wow. So you've probably definitely seen a lot that has influenced your, not just your design eye, but your photographic eye as well. Correct. Uh, I love landscape. I love architecture as well. So yeah, that influenced me a lot. Tell me about sort of, as you say, you got the spark when you were 13 and you kind of kept that going. You went to an HBCU because, of course, this is HBCU month. Why don't you tell the people where you went to uh, went to college? Correct. I went to uh, Wilberforce University, which is in Wilberforce, Ohio. It's like right outside of Dayton. What did you study? I studied art and design. I was an art major. Okay. And you went there. I think you kind of went there in the like the a different world type years, right? Back when Correct. I feel like there was this resurgence of of a uh, black college loyalty or black college. Um, I don't know. There's a zest for black college. I'll just put it that way. Correct. And also one of my older cousins, she was an alumni of Wilberforce and she kind of talked me into going as well. And definitely a different world was a big influence on it. And I was just happy to get away from the state of Mississippi. I'd been there and I was like, okay, as soon as I go to college, I'm going out of the state. And after 
touring Wilberforce, said, yeah, I think this is where I want to go. All right, so you went to Wilberforce, studied art like you mentioned. Tell me about some of your first design jobs. What were those like? Some of my first design jobs was actually I was doing like posters for various events such as breast cancer awareness and also doing various typography uh, when I was interning. I interned at GN, uh, excuse me, GM. I did typography for them. And after college, I also worked for GM, still doing typography. But a lot of it came from various event posters and flyers I was doing for various companies. And when did you make the switch kind of from graphic design to photography? Did photography just sort of stay as a hobby? It, it always, it always stayed as a hobby. It's, it's like my first love. It's the thing that takes me. It's, it's like an out-of-body experience for me. It, uh-huh. it actually helped me to find myself. Like I said, during that period when my parents divorced, I needed something to kind of get me out of that shell. And photography was that thing for me. And it's still that thing for me today. It's like a security blanket. If I don't have my camera with me, something is wrong. It's an extension of my body. And you photographed some pretty big events, right? Yeah, I've done various festivals, such as the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. I've done Essence, but it was like during the seminars. I've shot the seminars at Essence. Okay. Tell me about Infinite Ink and how that started. Infinite Ink was just me being tired of working in the corporate world. <laughs> and I, I just decided to step out on faith and start my own business. And it started off with me just doing contract work for various businesses within the city of Jackson, in Dallas, in Memphis, and in New Orleans. After that kind of launched, I got into print work and... My brother and I, we bought big industrial printers. My father was a pressman, and okay. he worked for Purina. And the, all the bags and the various artwork you saw for Purina, my father printed that stuff for, in Chicago. Oh, nice. So my brother and I, we, we've always been in art. He's an architect. So we once I launched Infinite Inc., he he said, why don't we do print work as well? So we started purchasing these big industrial printers, and we do large format printing, and we also do wraps for vehicles, you know, like you'll see a news vehicle with a shrink wrap, with a wrap around the, uh, the van. We uh-huh. do that type of work as well. So, yeah, any aspect of large format printing, that's what we do at Infinite Inc., Tell me about some of your clients. How do you choose the clients that you work with for Infinite Ink? Actually, a lot of times the clients choose us. It's it's started off as word of mouth. And after a lot of people saw like work for radio stations that we did, the wrap for their vehicles, people started Uh coming to us. Well, we saw that you did the wrap on the vehicle for uh, such and such radio station. And that, we started getting a lot of calls for that, and then banners, various businesses like Kroger's uh, inquired about the, the posters and banners that we make for inside the windows. You know, they place inside the windows of the stores, so we start, mm-hmm. start like those storefront correct, type, type correct. Of things. Yeah, so we started getting a lot of calls for that, and various photographers too. Their banners for their windows uh, that they place within their own studios. So yeah, we started 
getting a lot of calls that way and it's picked up is is picked up let's just say i don't get much sleep <laughs> i even get calls like one and two a.m uh, i need such and such for uh there's a conference coming up. We need posters and flyers and banners, mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, it, it's nonstop. Wow. So you both do the design, you and your brother? I do the design. He does the printing. Okay. Okay. All right. But he does design on a, on a different level. He's an architect, so he does buildings and he's worked done work for like uh, Mississippi Valley State University. He's done, re- redid the entrance of the university and he's done work at Jackson State University designing at that university. So yeah, we're an art family. <laughs> we got it honest. Nice. And, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like when a lot of people think about the South, particularly like Alabama, Mississippi, et cetera, design isn't really what comes front of mind. And you're, you're currently in Jackson now, right? Correct. What is the design scene like there? Are you a big part of it? Do you participate at all? I participate some. They have like the little events here where they have studios and you set up your art in like galleries for sale. Then you have events where, mm, let me just say, they have like that, the spoken word. The, like Love Jones? Yeah, 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 the spoken, the spoken word where you see a, you're, you'll see a painter painting during that time and but the art scene is, is different here a lot of it there actually is an art district here in Fondren okay. so yeah there's a whole like neighborhood and corridor de- devoted to art here in Jackson what kind of projects are you working on right now Cur- uh, through- currently I'm working on a project called the Baba project and it's, okay. it's a pictorial of african-american men with their children because I was sitting around with a few friends one day and everyone was talking about how a lot of African-American males don't spend enough time with their kids and I was like that's not true even though my parents divorced my father spent a lot of time with my brother and I and I wanted to show that in a way to let people know that hey that that's not one of those myths that all black men don't take care of their kids because a lot of them do. I figured my way to do that was to do it in photographs. Mm-hmm. And so I call it the Baba Project because Baba means father in Swahili. Okay. And coincidentally with Father's Day coming up. But yeah, I wanted to show in that book that you'll see fathers bonding with their kids and it's genuine. So you'll have the photo of the father with a little bio of how he feels about being a father and what it means to him and spending time with his kids. And hopefully I'll have that completed by the end of the year. So you're, you're taking the photos, you're designing the book. I'm guessing you're probably printing the book too. Correct. So it's a full, it's a full project. It is. It's a lot. It is. (laughs) What's a typical day like for you? Typical day is I usually, like I said, my day pretty much doesn't stop. So I even do like wedding invitations, birth announcements, funeral programs. We <laughs> do it runs the gamut. Uh-huh. So, and there's always <laughs> a funeral business is very lucrative. So I don't think I'll, I'll ever be out of business that way in terms right. of doing programs and and even events that come to the city. Like 
we have a thing here called Ballet Magnificent, and it's going on this week and next week. You need programs for those events. So, yeah, I stay busy. Now, do you have any other designers working with you or any employees, or is it just the two it's of just you? just the two of us right now. We do have, uh, we employ relatives, unfortunately. You know, sometimes it's hard to, <laughs> it's, sometimes it's hard to work with your relatives. But, yeah, we, we have uh, some relatives that are employees as well. Yeah. Do you feel that you're where you wanted to be at in this stage of your life? Not quite, because I'm one of those ones, the... I wanted to be a photographer who traveled the world. I love the architecture of Italy. And so I want to go to Tuscany and Rome, just tour Italy and shoot the architecture, the people, the landscape. I just see myself doing that in the future, just being one of those photographers who traveled to Italy, Spain, Greece, just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, do you follow, I guess, a lot of what, what happens now in the current graphic design industry? Or are you more skewed towards photography? More skewed towards photography. Are there any specific, and we can, we can talk about photography. Are there any specific, like, I don't know, photography trends that you see that you wish people would just stop doing? I can't really think of anything because, I, like I said, I kinda, I'm one of those people... I travel to a beat of a different drum, so I I don't mm -hmm. pay attention to a lot of other works. I mean, I can't really say, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, where do you get your inspiration from? What keeps you motivated? Mm, what keeps me motivated? Just family. My family motivates me. My mother, she passed away in 2012, and she just always knew what I could do and always told me, that I had the ability to be a, a great at my craft. And, you know, even though you you hear that from certain people, you don't really think it. But when you hear from someone who you're really influenced by, you're, you're like, yeah, I think I can do that. But when I would hear that from my friends or whatever, it it, it was great a great compliment. But you always had reservations about yourself that I don't think I can really do as well as people think I do. But my mom mm -hmm. always told me I could, and she always believed I could. So, yeah. And my family, they do that for me all the time. And it's not just something they do to, like, pump me up, boost my ego. They mm -hmm. actually they actually see what I can't see. I see. Mm -hmm. So they're like your kind of creative blind spot in a way. Correct. Correct. I got you. What photography things do you have coming up in the future? In about two weeks, I'll be shooting a foreign exchange at Tipitina's in New Orleans and Essence Festival the the weekend after that. So it's, my next couple of weeks is going to be extremely busy. Does music intersect with a lot of the work that you do? Because I, I know you mostly photograph Con music yeah, festivals, I, right? Concerts, concerts yeah. and music festivals I do. It, it does. It, I can't say that. It's not an influence on me. I actually have a podcast called the Soul Rific Podcast Show. And music, you know, I can't even get up in the morning without listening to music. I can't get dressed without listening to music. It's mm -hmm. one of those things like photography. It's just in me. And I think the two co kind of coexist because you paint. Art and photography is like music. Music is like a paintbrush for a musician. 
you see it and it's the same way with photography and art i think those two genres they go hand in hand you can't have music without some visuals mm -hmm. so yeah what music are you listening to right now like what's uh inspiring you i listen to actually i, I listen to a lot of i guess some people would call it like old school <laughs> And, but I listen, and I also listen to new school. I like artists like Layla Hathaway, Eric Roberson, Jill Scott, Anita Baker. I listen to Sarah Vaughn, Miles Davis, a lot of Minnie Riperton. My mom was a huge Minnie Riperton fan, so I I guess that's why I'm I'm like stuck on Minnie Riperton. Her voice and just the way it just sails is 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 like I said, it's one of those things. Just like you could just see it mm -hmm. and. and it oh man, it just moves me. What music has sort of influenced your attitude to life? Any Stevie Wonder music, anything mm -hmm. by Stevie Wonder. I don't know. It seems like if you listen to Stevie Wonder, he has the <laughs> the key for everything. So one thing that's always of interest is is sort of diversity in the design field. And I I don't know. Does that sort of play into how it is in photography? Are there a lot of women are there a lot of people of color with the type of photography that you do there are quite a few people of color especially in the arena i'm in and concert photography but you don't see many african-american women or latinas in field of concert photography actually when i go to a lot of events to shoot a lot of times some i'm usually the only female really uh -huh. But, I mean, you have photographers there, but a lot of times when you're doing arenas or whatever, it's mainly a lot of male photographers. And I'm a woman, and I show up, and I, I can hang with the big boys. So, Why do you think there's not a lot of women that, that are doing this, I, like doing what you're doing? I don't know. It could be the fact that a lot of women don't want to lug around a lot of equipment. It could be that. Mm -hmm. Or just the fact that, it's concert, it's a lot of grunt work, and it's not as delicate as doing, like, portraits or shooting newborns, you know, that type of thing, mm -hmm. so, yeah. So it's not, I don't want to say it's not girly enough, but it's not, the, the concept in the event photography is definitely, it's labor, it's labor intensive, Correct. it's work. Correct. I got you. I don't know, because I, I know that one thing with Revision Path that I always try to do is I want to make it as equal as I can with the representation of women mm -hmm. in the field. Like I wanted to be black men, black women. I try to, re I reach out to as many women as I do men. But interestingly enough, the most people that respond are men. And I want to get more women. I'm like even reaching out to groups of black women that are in design and coding. Like I want to interview you. I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a, a reticence to, to speak about the work that you're doing or not, but there's, I don't know what that, what that's about. I don't know if maybe that plays into photography as well. It could be. I think it's one of those things that women, we're a little more, I guess we don't express ourselves enough in that term. Like a lot of men would be, I mean, I think you draw in more men because they're the, uh, Ooh, I don't want to walk a line and say. <laughs> I was gonna say we probably have already like yeah, pissed yeah. off some people already. Yeah, probably have, <laughs> but it's it's just one of those things where we're a little apprehensive. I don't I don't know why. Don't know why. Do you think there's maybe a better approach that can be taken to getting more women involved? I think the best approach is 
like what we're it's doing now, you see more. You, if you see more women doing it, okay, well, if that person can do it, I surely can do it as well. So I think that's one of the things. It's actually the visual part of it, seeing more women do. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be out there. It's like you can't be what you don't see. Right. 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 So if you don't see women out there that are doing it, then you might not think that you, as a woman, can do it as well. I I dig that. I understand that. I can see that. So you talked earlier about your parents. What are the best things that you think you owe your parents? Oh, let me see. Well, both of my parents just wanted me to be the best me that I could be. Both of my, uh-huh. both of my parents are deceased now. And my father, he was in the military, served two tours of duty in Vietnam. And he spent, even like I said earlier, uh, even though my parents divorced, my father spent a great deal of time in my brother's life and in my life. So we didn't have to be without my father. Even though he lived in another state, my father would come to see us constantly or we would go to see him. My mom, she never, regardless of whatever happened in their marriage, she never talked against my father. And I think that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. I learned from the both of them that nobody's going to give you anything. You have to go out and get it for yourself. So they both had good work ethic, and I think I display that too every day, every day. Who has offered you the most useful career advice? Hmm. I would say probably one of my aunts. She just told me that women can do anything, you know, just just like a man can. And, and she and I talked about... How I I would tell her I go to a lot of events and I'm just like auntie sometimes it's just I'm the only female there and she's like baby don't think that you just because you're a woman that you can't do what what they do you're a good photographer you you show them that you are just as good as they are I always I can hear her and my parents in my in my head all the time telling me just just do you it'll show. They don't have to like you, but if you show how well you do, it will shine through. If you weren't doing photography and design, what do you think you would be doing? Oh, boy. (laughs) 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 Probably accounting, because that was was actually what I eventually wanted. I was going to major in accounting, but... Somewhere along the line, I was like, "Okay, this is boring me to death. Let me get, let me switch fields." <laughs> and I got into art and design. I it just wasn't me. But I, if I had to do something, yeah, it would be accounting. What are the next steps of growth for Infinite Inc.? Where do you see it in the future? Uh, hopefully, bigger contracts with various corporations. Right now, we're doing okay locally. And we would like to branch out even further within the tri-state area. Like I do with my photography, I work within the tri-state area. Hopefully, Infinite Inc. will be working within the tri-state area as well. I mean, it sounds like you're doing great locally. I mean, Oh, yeah, I we're, we're, we're doing real good locally. What have been some of the high points of your career? Uh, and this can be, you know, design, photography, what have you. High points shooting Jill Scott at the at the New Orleans Jazz Heritage Festival last year. 
everybody who saw my shots, my phone just started ringing off the hook once I, I put them online. I, that, I got a lot of work from that. I got to thank you, Jill Scott. <laughs> I got a lot of work from that. And I started sh- shooting various CD release parties and a lot of work. People called me from various festivals. And uh, I thank, thank God for that. Do you think, I guess, because, you know, you say you grew up in different parts of the world, has that really kind of influenced your, your photographic eye in a way? To some extent, you know, like I said, just various cultures. I just see things differently than other people. And in photography, while I'll see a lot of photographers just snapping photos rapidly, I mean, I always had this thing. I look for the shot that's not there. I try to anticipate the the shot that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm not the person that will just shoot, sh- keep shooting, shooting. Look for a, a vantage point, and I I guess that's kind of like I guess it's like I put a different spin on it, like how I see things. When I used to be out of the country, is everything you look for different the the differences. I don't like. I want any, all of my photos to look like everyone else's. I try to, like photographer, I think it's David LaChapelle, uh-huh. and how he has these vibrant colors in his photos. The same thing with the various countries. All the different colors you bring into aspect in photography, and I try to do that with my photos as well. Are there any events here, I guess, in the U.S. that you want to shoot that you haven't shot yet? <sighs> can't really think of one specific thing i'm you know i'm just i'm open to shooting anything right now it's hmm, i tell you where i would love to shoot in madison square garden okay any artists in particular or just in that venue just in the venue period because it's so legendary Mm -hmm. so outside of of business where do you see yourself in the next few years what do you see yourself doing hopefully slowing down long enough to get married (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Right now, I just, I stay so busy that I don't have time to, like, focus on a family. I just want to, eventually, within five years, I, yeah, I hope to have a family of my own. So. If you could choose anywhere in the world, and I know before we sort of talked about, you know, Rome and Italy, mm-hmm. if you could choose anywhere in the world to either make a design for or to shoot, where would it be and, and what would you do? I just love Italy. I love Tuscany. I love the look of the countryside. That type of architecture appeals to me. And even architecture like in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, I like the old style rustic look. Uh huh. That's one of the reasons I, I want to go to Tuscany. I, I just love the look of the architecture, love the look of everything about it. And I have so many books <laughs> on Tuscany and it's it's just one of the, one of the places I've always wanted to go. Well, just to kind of wrap things up here, where can our our listeners find you online? You can find me at www.theinfiniteink.com. I'm sorry. Got it. We'll put it in the show notes. Don't okay. worry about it. Also at com, which is my podcast. All right. Sounds good. Nicole Norwood, thank you again for taking time out of your day for doing this interview. And for those that are listening, this is our second time doing it. Uh, so I'm glad we're able to have this second take to get it to get it right this time. But thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
And that's it for this week. Big thanks to Nicole Norwood and thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to check out audibletrial.com forward slash revision path and sign up for that 30-day free trial and get a free audiobook as well. Also, visit MailChimp.com and sign up for a free account. While you're there, tell them Revision Path sent you. Revision Path is a 318 media project. If you like what we're doing with this podcast and with the site, then show your support. Visit RevisionPath.com forward slash donate and make a contribution. Join at the $5 per month level and get special members-only access to behind-the-scenes info with Revision Path. You can even sponsor a future episode for just $20. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.